designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Okay, last week we stopped and we were talking about um, how the truth of God is always the same. Our methods of studying it can sometimes change or in our quiet times or how we go about that. But, and there is a, um, a for instance that I want to uh, use here. So in David and Goliath is a story that we've heard since we were children. And as an adult, we may see that we fight giants in our life and apply that scripture but does that mean that we are changing the fact that David killed the giant? No. Mm-hmm. So may maybe a new application because it's grown more in stature and wisdom for us. And but the biblical truth is the same. And so we may be fighting a different giant, so to speak, in our life. But God is still there with that that stone for us to take care of that. So we've heard the story of David and Goliath, and we applied it when we were little as seeing the giant slinging the stone. Mm-hmm. And as we're older, we look at things in a different way, but the truth is still the same. Absolutely. And so that's what I was trying to get at. So we have to take Scripture in context. Yeah. So when you say take Scripture in context, what does that mean? Well, it, it kind of means we have to look at what's before it, and what's after it. Um, and so sometimes we can pull out a verse to prove our point, <laughs> but the Bible's not to look for something to prove our point. It's to point him out and make his point. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to look at who the audience is. Um, for example, the full armor of God is written to the believer, like we talked about, but a person who doesn't know Christ can more fully understand that they need it by reading the word. So it you have to look at what's around the script, the verse, or in um, that kind of thing when you're looking at all of it. Yeah, I I can probably be so guilty of taking scripture under in context um, and really being able to maybe butcher it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You know, um, it's so easy to use a Bible verse um, and use maybe a well-known one um, and say, you know, something, and it's probably just totally off base. 
Um, and it's it's almost like it's saying, I'm praying for you, Pam, even mm. when you really aren't kind of saying that it's just something that you say. Yeah. So can you break down for us how to read scripture and use scripture in context? Okay. So um, how do we do it? Good question. Um, I'm, I'm not sure there's a step-by-step process, but this can help you get started in how or how you do it. I think the first thing obviously would be to read the passage straight through. So if there's a verse or two that really jump out at you, then yeah, study those, use those, but read it straight through first. And then if you are new to reading the Bible, um, I suggest you start reading in the book of John and not Leviticus, because <laughs> then you'll be looking at it like, what? <laughs> you know. But John and, and then Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the Gospels mm-hmm. talk about the life of Jesus. And you can take those and look at those. And sometimes we think, oh, those are in order. And that's how, and and that's something that, again, in context, you're looking at the life of Christ, but it's telling you who the audience is, what what the stories are about and who he's talking to and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that's important. So then you guys kind of think about it, mull it over in your mind and think about that throughout the day. And so it, while it is important that we take a certain time to read the scripture, it's not that we have to just keep reading it and keep reading it and keep reading, but we do keep thinking about it. Let's say you're in the laundry room folding clothes. You're thinking about what you read Mm-hmm. This morning, you're taking a walk to take it in and allowing God to kind of marinate that into our hearts and our minds and our souls and to think about it throughout the day. So whatever whatever the rhythm of your life is, like if you're sweeping the floor, you're changing a diaper, you're t- thinking about the things of God, um, the things that you read, that will help you to remember those things. And then if you there there's there will be a verse or two that you can concentrate on. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? You're kind of you're taking it all together in one story, but you're taking out those verses within that something that really resonates with you. And that's great. And that's so you ask yourself the question though, what is the passage saying? So when I take these two verses, what was the passage talking about with those two verses in mind? Um, and what is it saying to me? Mm-hmm. And then what action do I need to take? So that would be the way that I would break it down. That would be the four things that I would say in taking something into context as you're looking around around it and mm-hmm. who it's being taught to. And at that point, it's being talked to you. So it's being told to you when you're reading his word. So yeah. what do we do with it? Even though it's a story um, that you can still resonate with it somehow, some way. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think that it's just a story that I read and it's a, it's it's flannel graft and, and, mm-hmm. and everything's yeah. just um, something for someone else. And we're just reading a historical book. But it's it's God's love letter, as mm-hmm. you can remi- remi- remember. And it's also something that he is giving you. So what does it mean in your context? And even mm-hmm. that full armor of... God that we talked about last week. Um, we talked about the soldiers and talked about the context of the soldiers. And even then, um, that's a story behind itself. But then putting that in the picture of you and being able to say, Lord, you're giving me that armor that mm-hmm. of knowledge of truth and preparing me for battle within for Satan. Exactly. Now that's 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 the Holy Spirit. It, you know, He um is He helps us, He mm-hmm. teaches us. Um, and if we give him the time 
He prompts uh, our heart and our mind with wisdom and understanding um, for what he truly means and for us um, and what he wants us to understand about him. The Bible is about him. And if we can understand um, that right from the start, um, if we know more about him, that means we can also be more like him. Exactly. And so God's word then is to equip us, right? Mm -hmm. So it's to... um, disciple ourselves and to disciple others, to learn, to grow more into who he wants us to be. And Mm -hmm. we talked, you know, the whole podcast, we started out about the being who God intends for us to be. This is so much that when we are in his word, because he's speaking to us. So if it's to equip us so that we know how to live and what to do and how to point other people to him by discipling them mm-hmm. from things that we've learned, we better be learning something. Right? So That's therefore true. we must be steadfast and immovable when it comes to our own spiritual growth and in our discipleship. Um, so how we share God's word and equip ourselves by knowing God and his word and his character who he really is, is important. And that's the context of everything. It's his word. It's knowing him. It's knowing his character and how important that is. Um, So this is how we know and follow the full counsel. You've heard people say the full counsel of God. Well, that's talking about his word and the context of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Bible is his thoughts. It's his attributes and it's his attitudes. So when we get to know a person, how, what, how do we get to know them? We ask their name. We ask a little bit about their background, where they were born and mm-hmm. where they live, their, something about their family. Yeah. And, and as we start to get to know them, we get to understand how they think about things, mm-hmm. what their attitudes are, where their hearts are, those things. And so, and we hear that person because we've gotten to know them, right? So we kind of know them. And so how do we point people to Jesus? We lead them to Christ. If, um, And if we don't recognize him ourselves, how are we going to do that? Mm. So if we don't know him in a personal way, it's impossible for others to know him through us, right? So mm-hmm. if we're pointing people to Christ, then we got to know who he is. So we got to know how he thinks. How do we do that? Through his word mm-hmm. and listening to him, praying, fasting, getting closer to him. Um, so the short version is everything we say and do should be redemptive and not perfect. Don't hear me saying that. Nothing's perfect, but redemptive. And we're pointing others to the grace and love of Jesus. And the only way we can do that is by knowing God and knowing his word and applying it to our own lives. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the lens in which we should look through when we want to hear from God. Um, It isn't, if it isn't redemptive and it isn't pointing others to him, then it isn't his voice we're hearing. And I think we get so tripped up on those kinds of things. And our conscience is not our voice, although it helps. Mm -hmm. It's not the voice of God. It's not God. But he gives us instincts, doesn't he? He gives us discernment. But if we don't know whose voice we're hearing, we can easily be deceived. And the sad thing about deception is we don't know we're deceived. So we can, so it's so important that we, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that we know the attributes of God and his attitudes and his character and what he tells us about himself in his word and that we 
um, apply it to our daily lives. So just remember that our quiet time or personal time, Bible study, however you want to call it, does not need to be set up for a perfect Insta photo. (laughs) You don't have to be sitting with your special blanket on the chair and with your coffee cup that says, y'all need Jesus. I mean, (laughs) even though we do, but um, it doesn't have to always be that way. Now, sometimes it's important that you have a space that's your space and Mm -hmm. because that helps you, but it isn't picture perfect. Um, So, and that's important to remember because I don't want us to ever think that we have to do it this specific way, but you do have to do it in such a way that you are hearing from God. So however that is for you, um, then take that and do that. Um, But it is taking the time you have. It is prioritizing it. Like we talked about, even if it's 10 minutes, or one hour a day, whatever it is, just do it. Um, start slow. Um, God will speed you up. <laughs> yes, he will. And uh, it's like um, we've talked about with prayer. It's an attitude of the heart. So it's practicing his presence in our daily lives. So as we go, we're practicing his presence. Uh, Lindsay, could you read John sixteen three? Sure. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to teach you all things and to guide you in the truth. So that's for all followers, y'all. That's mm-hmm. every, all of us. Um, you're not the exception. And I'm not. Lindsay's not. We're not. An, um, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to teach us all things and guide us in truth. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have just a few examples of just prioritization and how I think we all sometimes feel. Um, believers, non-believers out there, or even um, you've just recently became a believer, you know, there's, um, prioritization in our lives that I think God gives us. Um, and I have someone very close to me that doesn't go to church. Um, they're a believer, but, um, they just don't see the need or the want to. And I've asked them recently to read a devotion or just read God's word with me. And the response is that they don't see the need to read the word. It's just not Mm -hmm. worth it. Um, and, and I, I ask why, and they just don't feel like God would give them what they gave me. Um, and, you know, we see that all the time in our, mm-hmm. we're in our heads, we're trying to compare ourselves to others. Um, and when we compare ourselves to others, we automatically can get down in the dumps and feeling as though that we're not as blessed as, as others. And it's just not going to be worth it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but God God does not play favorites, does he? Pam? No, he does not. He <laughs> doesn't play favorites with a pastor. He doesn't play favorites mm-hmm. with um, someone that is um, a just first time believer, right? Mm-hmm. He, right. Um, he wants to spend time with us and um, he doesn't want us to compare ourselves to others. He has a personal personal relationship with each one of us and he's gifted us with, mm-hmm. with one thing or another. And he wants that pure relationship with us. Um, every relationship is going to be different um, mm-hmm. and every personal time is going to be different, um, but it's intimate. It's very intimate with you and him. And that should not be compared. Right. Because he is very individual in what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there are those things that are for everyone. They are. But also because we know him, but he knows us even better. Mm -hmm. So he knows exactly what we need. So we are looking to him for those things. And it may be something that like, wouldn't something for you might be different than I would be tempted with or, or vice versa, or 
someone else might have a need that is not specifically our need. And he wants to meet that where they are and he wants to meet ours where we are. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important to know. And I think I feel such a concern, a burden, however you want to put it for um, young people today who are living in this world that is so mixed up and upside down. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's so important that we as Oh, we're not old, but I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never claim that. But I'll be young at heart forever. But um, the things that we've learned through his word are important that we pass down. It's a legacy. Mm-hmm. You were talking about funerals, about the legacy of people, mm-hmm. how we want to be remembered. Um, and I think we need to teach them how to remember God yeah. and how to remember how he made a difference in our lives. Because honestly, Uh, And I don't mean this as a whole, but when we think about it, there's a generation living under spiritual poverty line because Mm -hmm. they're looking for things in the wrong places to find themselves and their worth. And our identity is is in Christ. And so be all he wants us to be, not what the world looks at or what the world wants us to be. Um, But I just for everyone to know that they are a treasure to him. Uh, He treasures you. and. you just got to open his word and and you, how do I hear his voice by knowing him, by knowing his character. Mm-hmm. And when your friends call you, you, they don't have to identify themselves, do they? Like if you get a phone call and you, it's your best friend on the phone, do you say, Oh, who is this? Right. <laughs> you know, who <laughs> you know their are. voice. If Todd calls you, you mm-hmm. know, it's Todd. If Dwayne calls me, I know that it's him. If my boys call me who sound very much alike on the phone, I still know which one I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when my daughter calls me, I know who she is because <laughs> I don't have that one. Do- I just have one daughter. But but I'm just I. the point that I'm making there is we hear their voice and we know their voice. So mm-hmm. how do we know when it's God speaking? We have to know him that intimately. We have to know. And how do we know his character by reading his word? Um, A.W. Tozer said um, this quote really spoke to me when I found this. And it said, we must pray and ask the Lord not only to help us discern right and wrong, but also between what is right and almost right. And mm. yes. so I, in um, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. And the context is context is very important here because as a shepherd, the sheep can be in a fold of a hundred sheep, but all that 100 sheep knows the voice of their shepherd. So in biblical times, the, the sheep herders would take the sheep at night and there might be 10 different shepherds in the area that would bring all of their sheep, which would mean there'd be a thousand sheep there mm. if there were 10 and they all had a hundred and the walls were just built stacked up with stone around that. And the sheep would stay there. But one shepherd, it, maybe there wasn't a doorway, so he would lay down and be the door. Mm. So there's all kinds of symbolism in all these things. But in the context of this, what he's saying is that no matter how many people there are, we should know the voice of God that well. Mm. Um, so 
the other shepherds would go maybe into the village or whatever and sleep for the night. One shepherd would stay behind. The next morning, they'd come back to pick up their sheep, and all they had to do is walk around and speak. And that specific 100 group of sheep would follow the one shepherd. And then the other shepherd would come, and they would follow him. None of them got mixed up in the herds because they knew the voice of their shepherd. And God is our shepherd. And he speaks to us in such a way that when we know him and we care about him and his character, that we're going to know that he's speaking to us and we should follow that. Mm-hmm. So um, that that is something that I think is so important. I can't emphasize that enough. And I don't mean to just keep saying it over and over and over again, but. That is what it's all about. So when we're studying his word, we're doing it for a reason to um, to know him better. And so that he is the major part of our life. He is the number one thing in our life. And so that we hear his voice so that we're not confused by the noise of the world. Mm. And the only way we can do that is by hearing from him, reading his word, and pouring over that sometimes and just meditating on it. And if it is just one, it's one scripture a day that you read and you've picked out a couple of verses in those, that's important. And so those verses can be something that you can carry with you mm-hmm. throughout the day. And then God uses those to speak to us. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you so much for your word, for your truth. Um, Thank you, Lord, for being our shepherd. Um, Thank you for being the 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 three in one, Lord God. You are God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, and you are here to teach us, Lord. We just um, want to thank you for um, for all that you have given us today, for all that you are prompting us to be. Um, and to deepen our relationship with you. Lord, we um, ask you to protect us against the enemy. Um, help us to um, ask in your name and, um, and, and look for you each and every day to be able to um, look for that truth in our lives, um, be able to seek you daily um, and help us to meditate on your word um, and hear from you. Um, we need that in our lives, Lord. We ask you all this in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.